It's time for Let's Get Real with your host from Bob Richards and Associates, Bob Richards. Bob, how are you doing today? Michael, I'm doing well. Nice to see you. It's good to see you too again. Bob Richards of Bob Richards and Associates, Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire Hathaway, yes, here in St. George. And right here in the lovely town of St. George. You're doing good today? Doing wonderful. Every day is a great day. It is a great day. Yep. So I understand that we have a very exciting show today. We do. We are going to talk about the F-bomb word yes. in real estate. In real estate and, and in business. And in business. Yeah. You ready for the lay the big F-bomb on I me? am. Tell me, what, what is the big F-bomb? The big F-bomb, folks, is fraud. Oh. Fraud. Yeah, you were thinking maybe something different, but it's fraud. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. Was it? Good. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I feel better about that. <laughs> so, uh, Bob, let's talk about fraud in real estate. I'll bet that this costs billions and billions of dollars to us folks. It, it does. Let's get real, Michael. It's it's a lot of money, and it isn't changing or decreasing. It's actually increasing each and every day, each and every week, each and every month, each and every year, there's more that's going out and never to be seen again. Gone. Well, how do they pull this stuff off? I would think that real estate would uh, be kind of difficult to pull some fraud scams you, off. You would think so. We, we've actually seen where um, hackers will go into a person's email, change the account number to go to a different account when it's sent to say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, Please, Bob's asking you to email this or wire this my email to wire this money. They wire it and it never hits the title company. It actually goes to typically Nigeria and it bounces all the way through wire station and wire station until it's just plumb gone and uh, never to be able to retrieved. It's just it's just disappeared. And um, that's sad. I mean, that's that's a lot of money. People's savings. It doesn't allow them to close on their purchase of their real estate or just banking or um, internet commerce, all of that is affected by this new F-bomb called fraud. So let me get this straight. You say they, they were able to hack somebody's email, yes. and you said they changed the account, like the bank account? or the, the bank account, yes. And so when that wire is sent, there's a routing number and an account number. They'll change the routing number and tweak the account number just ever so slightly not to be caught by most people. And the consumer is thinking, hey, I've got my professional realtor. I've got my title company handling this. It must be from them. It must be legit. And that's not always the case. Wow. Okay. So I need to take note. Step one, hack email. <laughs> Change account. Yeah. Call Nigerian right. uncle. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Please send. Not that I'm going to do that. Please return. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we'd ever do that, but no, 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 no. That's uh, that's absolutely in incredible. Uh, a lot of people are so unscrupulous nowadays. It's I don't know. It's kind of hard to believe that somebody would actually do that. But it I is. They do. They do. So they do. Aren't there also some scams that people are pulling on oh. cell phones and stuff like that? Have you seen that lately? Uh, no. And and for quite some time, you'll you'll get a phone number that's an incoming call that says scam likely or scam or it's something from 
Holland or Amsterdam or Timbuktu and uh, expecting you to pick that phone up and answer the call and like, I don't know anybody in Austria. Why is somebody coming, calling me from Austria? They're not. And, and so they're, they're uh, masking their original source of where they're actually calling from and what they're asking for from you. And oh, the stories that you hear of desperation to you've won money. I just need your account information. I need your credit card number. I need your birth date, your social security number. And so many people are gullible enough that they give it to them. And oh, the mess that that creates afterwards is almost never ending. I don't know that people truly recover from that after that kind of experience takes place. I know there was a, a lot of stuff going around with um, some scammers pretending that they were with the IRS. Yes. And they wanted your information. And what people didn't realize is that the IRS does not call you <laughs> and ask Never. you for information. Yeah. That's uh, that's definitely an ungood thing to do. It is. Yeah, but bad. sounding official, it's like, oh, and it's the IRS. Oh, I better I better jump on this. I better do it. I don't want to get in trouble. And so they, they reach for whatever they are supposed to be giving them. And that IRS person is definitely not uh, part of that organization. I had a friend who got stung by something on uh, Facebook. Ooh. And we, we see a lot of this where people on Facebook and social media, they can pretend to be your friend. They can pretend to be someone you know, and they can actually impersonate someone you know. And I personally, I've had some of these things. And the, the context of the, the content that was written to me was so out of character of the person that I know. I, I literally called him and I said, Craig, I just got this weird Facebook message from you. Is that you? And he goes, oh man, you need to completely disregard that. My account's been hacked. So don't respond to that because they're going to snag your information and then you'll get into their system. I mean, it was a, it was a nightmare. It is. Um, it was horrible. And I guess they can do the same thing with, uh, with real estate transaction. They can hijack your identity that way. They can. Uh, here's, here's a couple of scenarios that, uh, that we've run into very similar, uh, where an individual calls an agent and says, I'm desperate to sell this property. It's typically vacant land or a lot. It's not necessarily a home. Um, I need to get rid of this quickly. I'm, I've got a financial issue, a medical issue, a divorce issue, whatever it might be that sounds urgent and desperate. The agent thinks, oh, wow, hey, I'm going to get on this. And he wants to just fire, sell it, get rid of it, unload it. And so the, the anxiousness of the salesperson or the realtor is like, oh, okay, okay, the great. That's going to be a, a fast payday and, and that kind of a thing. So they, they put the listing together. They put an offer together with a, a buyer that's ready for a, um, a fire sale type of purchase. And then they go to close. Title company doesn't know the individual from Adam uh, thinks that the signature that is on that closing document and that warranty deed must be the seller. Uh, so they go ahead and process that through the transaction sold, the parcel is recorded, it's now into the new buyer's name. And guess what, Michael? What? It wasn't the original owner, the actual owner of record. It was an imposter that forged documents. And unfortunately, the buyer <clears throat> did not buy that property. The seller maybe even doesn't even know that somebody else has impersonated or yeah. tried to impersonate. And, and it's just a mess. It's a hot mess after that. <laughs> you brought up a really good point. Uh, it kind of takes me back to the olden days when I was in real estate and worked for the uh, title insurance companies. Mm -hmm. um, at my, uh, my B&I meeting the other day, we had a title company guy in there who was talking uh, with a lender. And it, what I discovered, what I thought was interesting, nowadays there's a lot of people paying cash 
for homes. And when they're paying cash for a home, they may not get a title insurance policy or the request a title insurance policy from the owner who may not even have a title insurance policy. True. So they're buying a piece of property that is not insured to make sure it's a clean title mm-hmm. and they're getting stung. So they're going in, they're paying cash to some guy that doesn't even own the property. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, hey, thank you for the $500,000. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I got to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shake your hand. Where's a sucker, I'm out the door. Yeah. And and sometimes that sucker is the other party. Yeah. So I, I think there's something to be said about um, having title insurance, even if you're a for sale by owner. Yes. Um, and you're, and you're, or you're an all-cash buyer, make sure you've got all those bases covered because the, the it increases the liability for fraud. And so that's that's a pretty scary thing. It is. You know, go it down, is. lay down a half a million bucks oh. and... Some guy that doesn't own the property, your wife would be upset with oh, you. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that other person gets a nice little windfall uh, at our expense. So what other kinds of uh, fraud do we need to be on the lookout for? Uh, one of the other things is is credit. Oh, my goodness sakes, Michael. That is extremely sacred. Let's get real. Yeah, that, that dictates what you're going to pay for your payments, for your car, for your mortgage, uh, your credit cards, a variety of other things, that credit is sacred with three credit reporting agencies. Well, here we go again. Uh, that, again, also can get hacked, can get changed, and now your 800-plus credit score, your 750 score is now in the fives and the sixes. And guess what you've done? Absolutely nothing. Somebody else has done it for you and ruined your credit and absolutely just put you in a bad pickle. And, and nothing of your doing, uh, something from somebody else and, and the credit reporting agency, you are guilty until proven innocent. Oh, so yeah. good luck trying to get that straightened out. So how do they do that? I mean, um, what is something I can do to protect my credit from being hacked and hijacked, destroying it, or somebody else taking my credit score and go using that to go buy something? Were there steps that I can do to protect myself? Yes. Uh, one of the things that we strongly encourage people to do is go back to old school. Now, those of you that don't understand what a Rolodex is, and those of us that do, uh, it's kind of back to that time where, where you, nece- you need to call and talk face-to-face, if you will, or, or voice-to-voice with that title company or with that uh, entity that is asking for credit uh, or a credit report, and make sure that you're really dealing with somebody that is a live person with that company rather than relying upon technology. Technology is wonderful. We've embraced it. We're part of it. It's part of us. But golly, you you got to you got to go step back and and talk to the person almost belly to belly. But if if no uh, if that's not possible, then at least voice to voice. Do not rely upon a text, an email, uh, a social media, even a voicemail uh, isn't always the best thing to do. Absolutely, make sure that you're live voice to voice with somebody. So, as a real estate professional, what are some things that you can do? To protect me as a buyer or a seller against uh, fraud. Thank you. Um, great question. And that's that's one of our, our duties is that we have a fiduciary to our clientele. That means that we hold um, sacred funds. We hold your information in confidence. We don't let out your information to anybody else. In fact, even on the listings of the homes that we sell, your phone number is not displayed. 
because that also can be public information that people can take. They start calling you from Home Depot, from Mary Kay, who knows, and and all you had was a phone number on a listing. So all of that information has to be kept in private and confidential, uh, only between the realtor and the client, never to be dispersed out to anybody else until we get to a title company where we're in escrow, and then we bring that party into the transaction, as well as maybe the other um, purchasing or, or selling party and their agent as well. So I'm going to ask you a sensitive question here because I know this doesn't pertain to you, but have there been instances where a realtor may have worked in collusion with a scammer to perpetrate some type of fraud scheme or scam upon a potential buyer or seller? And what can I do as a buyer or a seller to make sure that the realtor that I work with, let's say that, heaven forbid, somebody isn't working with you. Mm-hmm. They'd have to be crazy not to. But let's <laughs> say that they're working with some other realtor. Um, what can I do to make sure that you're the real deal and that you're not working in collusion with some scammer over here? And if you're both going to take my money and split it. And, oh, uh, a cruise to Belize. Cool. You right. Know, what can I do? Yeah. No, great, great <clears throat> question. Interesting that back when the market had crashed back in 2007 and eight, and it was just a, just a mess, foreclosures, short sales, everything was just going yeah. upside down and crazy. Well, there was three title companies that were shut down here in Southern Utah, for doing just that. No way. And, and four realtors that were also involved in doing just that, Michael, they're out of purgatory or up at the point of the mountain or wherever the new jail is up there, serving time for fraud and embezzlement and oh. theft. And they're in the pokey for quite some time. Wow. So you really do have to be careful and make sure that your realtor is experienced, knows about these these potential pitfalls because it, it eventually falls upon you financially. There is certain liability to the realtor, to the title company, to other parties, but it's the money coming out of your pocket that's that's being lost, and that's un, the unfortunate part. There were title companies doing that same thing? Yes, yes, and, and not in Timbuktu, right in our own backyard. And were they underwritten by name brand they title were. companies? They were, yes, absolutely. Um, uh, all sorts of different ones, First American, Old no. Republic, uh, Chicago Land, uh, all of those that are popular title companies and popular title, <clears throat> title insurance providers, and uh them all. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And th- these were actual affiliates of, like, First American in Chicago yes. and Old yes. Republic? <clears throat> yes, authorized to issue title insurance policies in their behalf. And uh, while there was behind the scenes or back door or under the table— uh, our occurrences that were hiding the real truth. So who was on the hook for that? Was it the the customer or did the, the, the legitimate version of the title companies pick up where the scammers uh, left off? Or they did. How did they? Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah, they did. They were, they were able to come in and, and help to fix the problem. There was fines. There was, like I say, jail time. And fines, I mean, if you're in jail, how are you going to pay back a fine? Yeah. You, you get the fine, and it's, it may be hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars. How are you going to even pay that back? That, that's just facetious, in my opinion. But uh, doing time is, you know, helpful, but it doesn't really cure the person that was yeah. offended. And uh, and so that that's an unfortunate thing. But these other companies, they did wow. step up. That's amazing. Because, yeah. um, you know, I, I've done work with First American in Chicago and Absolutely. even Old Republic. I know them to all be very reputable, oh, outstanding boy. companies. 
and to hear that somebody under the guise of their name would perpetrate that kind of a fraud upon a, a customer, that's just... That's it's crazy. I mean, yeah. you really got to be careful if you're a buyer or a seller to make sure the people that you're working for uh, are, are are not trying to commit fraud upon you, even if they're dropping big name companies like that. Absolutely. Like, so how can you be sure that uh, you're not going to get, as they say up here locally, not going to get hosed over? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Another Southern Utah phrase. Yes, uh, and and you're you're, you're absolutely right. You you've got to make sure as a client that you're doing your due diligence with your realtor. When you're interviewing somebody to help you buy or sell, you need to ask these important questions. Uh, how involved are you with the community? Are you a member of the Better Business Bureau? Have you ever had any complaints filed against you by the Division of Real Estate, by the State of Utah, from the licensing division, from the local board? Um, those kind of things that you need to ask. Those are crucial conversations from a buyer or a seller with their agent rather than, oh, we've got this many bedrooms, this many baths, this square footage, where do we sign? It's got to go deeper than that, Michael. It, it just cannot be that superficial. Anybody, wow. anybody can show a house. What we try to do is help fund a future with our client. You can tell anybody, oh, here's a house. Here's the kitchen. Oh, really? Why? How do you know that? Well, there's a stove. But when you start to get back into the real purpose of real estate and what that does for a person's future or persons, families, and extended families, generations, you got to make sure you get it right because it can affect and perpetuate for generations to come negatively or very rewarding positively. Wow. It's scary, especially the fact that they're, they're using brand name companies yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, it's not like you're dealing with somebody like uh, four-fingered lefties, uh, Thailand. Yeah. yeah, or some pawn shop or something yeah. like that. Like, whoa, didn't know they did that. Joe's Pawn Shop yeah. and bank and, and real estate. <laughs> Come on in. Come on in. Yes. We got a deal oh, for boy. you. Oh, boy. Open late till 11 o'clock for your convenience. You're like, oh, my oh goodness gracious, not again. So <laughs> what, what can they do before wiring money? I, you know, what do I need to do here? Yeah, again, absolutely. Make sure it's voice to voice. Make sure that you are understanding of the process. Make sure your realtor goes through each and every step of this process of buying or selling so that it's not just what well, we get an offer on, uh, on the home or we submit an offer, it gets accepted. Um, my job's done. If, if that's the case, folks, you've needed to find a different person from the very beginning, because if they're washing their hands and they're not watching this all the way to closing, then they are not representing that person very well. And you're paying as a buyer or seller a lot of money to your realtor to make sure that these things are handled and done properly, accurately, <clears throat> honestly, and certainly successfully. So before we go, in summary, what... Tips and advice can you give us to protect ourselves against fraud, buying or selling? Be careful. Okay. Be careful. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's just, it's a matter of, of uh, oh, uh, personal gut feel or, or woman's intuition. It's more than that. It, you, you'll, you'll find and you'll realize, you'll understand, you know what, like you're with your friend. That doesn't sound like him. And if yeah. it doesn't sound like him, it's not him or her. Beware of the imposters. Don't give out your information online. Be extremely careful who you do give your information to. And I'd even back off what you are doing maybe online with purchases and that kind of thing. 
step back a little bit and see, okay, what does that do if I do that? The, the word cookies you see a lot on websites that are obtaining information and, and what they call artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful with that, folks. It could be to your demise. Yeah. The yeah. AI thing is really getting scary right it is. now. It is. Yeah. Big brother. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, kind of going off the rails. Yeah. So, Bob, if somebody has questions and they'd like to talk to you further, how can they get a hold of you? We thrive on this, Michael. We absolutely love to help people understand the the true nuts and bolts, the bases of what this can do for them. 435-688-UTAH. Buyutah.com is my website. Um, We're more than happy to answer any questions, meet with you, make sure that your financial affairs are in order. Maybe you have a trust or a will that needs to be looked at. Maybe you're just curious to see, hey, are my affairs in order? Uh, We're happy to to help and consult with people doing that. Yeah. Bob, thanks for being here with us Good today. With we you. want to thank Bob for joining us. Bob Richards of Bob Richards and Associates, Berkshire Hathaway, right here in St. George, Utah. I'll see you again later. Sounds good. This has been Let's Get Real with Bob Richards from Bob Richards and Associates. For more information, buyutah.com. We invite you to return again for another edition of Let's Get Real with Bob Richards from Bob Richards and Associates.